everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Yep, it is. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Pose as two right jolly old elves. And we pay you a visit to leave some gifts of awareness and understanding beneath <laughs> your tree or menorah or other holiday totem. So that when you wake up in the morning, you're smarter and more attractive to everyone around you. <laughs> in other words... We tell you things you didn't know you need to know, like that. Oh, I had a lot of faces on that one. <laughs> We're not related. Yeah. That's all we say, right? I think so. We're not related. You're Marissa. I'm Pete. Uh, something stupid that I say, you say catchphrase. Cool. We got it. <laughs> We're not going to do How Was Your Week, but I have a, a news alert for you. Beep, beep, um, beep, 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 The next time you know a podcast would be the week after Christmas? Is that it? Um, I think we'll have to talk about that. Okay. Anyway, our devoted listener, Juan, is staying with me now a bunch of days. Okay, okay. So maybe we get one. <laughs> you just met permanently. No. And then he just uh, walks behind you. <laughs> from the 28th to the 2nd. Very nice. Icebreaker. Uh, icebreaker time. What is your favorite Chris? I didn't. I don't want it to be so similar to the other one, but this is what I had in mind. What is your favorite Christmas movie, and you need to explain exactly why? My my, my gut is to immediately go right for the Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-mm. I got nostalgia going on. I still laugh at stuff. Like, you have that familiarity where you know some of the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's probably the one that I've seen the most. You know, I'm I'm inclined to go with that. Plus, my mom still hates it, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> she seems to hate all the like holiday-related movies because, like, when a Christmas story comes on too, she's like, "Ugh, this again." I've never seen that. Yeah. I want to say that I forgot when you asked the question last episode that Edward Scissorhands is also one of my favorite tangentially related to Christmas movies. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure about that one. Yeah, I think it's on Christmas that um. They try to kill him, yeah. Mine used to be, still is, but, like, one of my favorites, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Then, as of this year, it was like, oh, my gosh, a Medea Christmas is definitely something I'm going to see every (laughs) Christmas. But, as of yesterday, Neo Yokio, A Pink Christmas, is my favorite. It's an anime. You better give us more details than you did in the last episode. I know. So the plot is not... I hear it's got great music. It does have really good music. So <laughs> the plot is about... So Neo Yokio is a fictionalized version of New York City filled with aristocrats. And the plot is that the top five bachelors in Neo Yokio are going to have a televised secret Santa competition... To see who could out-secret Santa the other people. So they're all just trying to buy the most lavish gifts imaginable. And you said Aristocats? No, Aristocrats. Oh. But then somehow demons come into play. And most importantly, gigantic Toblerones just keep showing up so many times. If you follow Marissa on Instagram, this will explain quite a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so obsessed. I had to make myself a custom gigantic Toblerone shirt yesterday. I was considering making myself a Toblerone bathing suit. I I forgot that in 
the precursor to this Christmas episode, there was a quote where the guy says, I had a dream something happened to a, something bad happened to a Toblerone, and that Toblerone was you? Like, what? <laughs> oh, God, you just got to watch the Christmas episode for the Toblerones. I googled how much it would cost to buy a gigantic Toblerone. Apparently $130, and it weighs 10 pounds. I don't have that kind of money. No. Also, I can't eat it. Yeah, so, I'd hope. Yeah, so I think I will like it in Christmas Futures because it's so absurd. It's the most absurd Christmas special I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay, so let's get to it, Pedo. Marissa's big into the absurd. I am. Oh, this makes my life worth living. Nothing so, else. So, I am Pedo, and I'm here to get into it. Pete. Hyphen O, not like pedo. <laughs> oh, thanks for saying I'm not a pedo. <laughs> or as the well, British I'm say, telling you, I'm calling you a pedo. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, it's the holidays. So, my invitation, how about at this point, starting at this point, find, your youngest, find the youngest people around you. And bring them close together so that they can be new listeners of our show. Because bring them we're, close together. Like, yeah. Like, like huddle them one up. <laughs> like, so close they're afraid of why they're this close. Talk their heads real hard together. No, not real hard. Just, just, just lightly, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was Whoop. coconut. Whoop. Whoop. Uh, because we're going to talk Sorry. about Santa. Oh, stop. Recently, a coworker of mine uh, was made out to be a bit of a Scrooge on the Fox News channel, which I don't watch, because he doesn't believe in Santa Claus, and he thinks that kids shouldn't either. I'm sorry. One of your coworkers yep. was made out to be a Scrooge by the Fox News channel? Yes. It was, like, How? on a show. Your coworker like, was on Fox News? Yes. Ooh. A professor who writes about how he believes that Santa Claus doesn't exist, and he doesn't think that kids should believe it either. Oh, I have an amazing book that I'm going to plug at the end of this. The core focus of this guy's belief, though, um, Dr. Kyle Johnson, is we're all entitled to our own beliefs, and we can follow up with those by taking whatever actions we, we think, you know, correspond with those. But let's okay. be real, guys. Santa Claus is real. My parents raised me to never believe in Santa Claus. I would just put that out there. They wanted all the credit for the presents they bought me. They never. Well, that's just because your parents me. are monsters. No, Santa's no, real. But they had me believe in the three kings coming to my room on January sixth to give me presents. We continue. All know, including Marissa's parents who lied to her, that Santa Claus is real. The thing is, we just don't know how he does all the things that he does. We just don't know how real. <laughs> so I want to throw out a few scientific hypotheses today about how Santa rides that great big sleigh around the world In the um, and gives presents to kids. So the first question that everybody comes up with is how does Santa Claus visit an alleged 2 billion kids across the world in one night? The obvious answer is time travel via the theory of relativity and that Santa's sleigh is equipped with a clock that ticks a little bit slower than the rest of the world's clock, which gives him all the time that he could possibly need to travel the world in one oh, night. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. Did you hear that, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, that sounds far-fetched, right? No, I was like, oh, yeah. It does. 
because it's more likely that his sled travels at warp speeds. Many think that this is inspired by science fiction, but I think the opposite could be true. What if science fiction was inspired by Santa? I wish you warned me about this. <laughs> With warp speeds, Santa could make use of wormholes, which would give him a clean sleigh to do whatever he wants, honestly, because he would have all the time beyond the universe. So he could to do commit crimes? Whatever he wants. Like, visit people's houses and leave them presents, Marissa. And to us, it would only be overnight. I'm sorry. I can't help. I gotta stop myself from commenting. I'm sorry. I will stop That's coming. what you're here for. Okay. You're just ruining the, those sweet children who are a, a one huddled mass. <laughs> No, no, it was like a rat king. Like a rat king. We are children in a rat king. Listening. Yep, Yep, a rat kid. Rat king. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know what rat king is, right? I was saying a rat kid, though. Oh, oh, I like that. (laughs) So, wormholes would also not cause the sonic boom, right? Because a lot of people are like, if Santa's traveling... Yeah, a lot of people are like, if Santa's traveling so fast, why don't we hear a sonic boom? Well, if he's using wormholes, we wouldn't need the sonic... We wouldn't hear the sonic booms. Like, if we went with speeds, he would have to travel over 1,200 miles per hour in order to travel the world. Where did Uh, you get this information? With wormholes, there's really no need. Though you could also protest to your friends who say that you're stupid for believing in Santa Claus, um, and you could say, you know, that there are many applications used to reduce sonic booms these days, not the least of which is utilizing anti-sound, which comes up with the opposite of what a sonic boom would sound like, and if you play it while you hit a sonic boom, uh, then the noises cancel each other out, and you don't even hear that it happened, which I By think... By applications? Is pretty interesting. Do you mean apps on your phone? No. <laughs> Just double check. Santa's way beyond apps for your phone, Marissa. Okay. <laughs> she looked so mad. <laughs> Marissa, you've seen The Grinch, right? Yeah. Just the cartoon, not the weird. Good, good. That's not why you can still sleep. Duty. Not the weird duty. <laughs> so, remember that part where he takes all the things from Whoville? And he's on top of the mountain, and he's in the sled, and it's got, like, this big sack on the back, and it's, like, uh-huh. teetering. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And that's only Whoville. So how could Santa fit all these gifts in his sleigh and travel around the world with it? Um, compression. No. That's a good <laughs> idea, though. <laughs> Nanomachines. No. You know. Oh, where did nanotechnology. I want resources? I want a bibliography. Nanomachines are millionths of a millimeter. And if you get enough of them working together, you could build a present for you. I'm sorry, you wouldn't build a present for you. Santa would build the present for you. You don't have access to nanomachines. So Santa would build a present for you. yourself. (laughs) Really, really easily. He just needs to carry the nanomachines with him and not your presents. Because he makes your presents on site in your house. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, if he's making presents in my house, why don't I hear it? Why don't I catch him? Wormholes, guys. Wormholes. No, he's canceling headphones. (laughs) So the nanomachines make the presents on spec right in your house. And even if you stay up to watch for him, you're not going to catch him. No. I don't like that one. Roger Highfield is the author of this article that I'm working from. 
Uh, he is the external director, I believe, of a website called the Science Museum. He has a book on this topic, and it explains Rudolph's red nose as well. The traditional story is cute and everything, but the red nose actually comes from a workplace injury because rosacea going so quickly rudolph probably burned his nose a little bit that is very mean right because he's in the front you know and so like you get enough friction from going really fast and then his nose would heat up and it would probably burn a little bit it's intense if you think about it his eyes would probably be red too well he could close them (laughs) i could hear your sweet little voices right now speaking at your headphones You're saying, but Santa must be so old. He's been at this for so long. I like thinking that instead of nanomachines, that he has a wormhole in the bottom of his bed. Yeah. Just pulling presents from another dimension. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but sure. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Nanomachines make all the sense in the world. I'm sorry, not a wormhole, a portal. Yeah, I like it. I don't know what the hell a wormhole is. (laughs) There's a significant part of me, but when I hear you complaining that Santa must be so old and how could he be doing this and blah, 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 part of me, part of me wants you to Google Dread Private Roberts, but it may be too soon since you're such young, young little listeners, maybe too soon for you to watch The Princess Bride. I watched it too early in my life and those little like uh, monsters in the woods scared the crap out of me for a really long time. So I wouldn't recommend it if you're really, really young. But I never saw it. By the way, the lead actor aged very well. <laughs> so let's go with another path. The wormhole idea goes a long way because if utilizing wormholes correctly, you're basically cutting holes in space and time to get yourself around the world. You could kind of age much faster that way if you wanted to, but you could also age a lot slower if you do it right. So think about it. A committed jolly elf like Santa could cut through the 360-ish days that we live so that he can hop into next year, right? So after Christmas is over, he just advances to next Christmas and then continues. So he hasn't really been alive for as long as you think he's been alive. That sounds like a rough life. It does. It sounds like a life of service. One where you give up everything that's important to you to give back to the world. Yeah. So it's kind of complicated for a kid to think about this, but it's like if you were watching a video online and you speed it up and you slow it down at parts, you know? The video is still this you know, set amount of uh, of minutes or seconds, but you're just speeding up certain parts and skipping them. So yeah, you know, it's worth thinking about, right, kids? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. With that in mind too, he will have lived long enough at this point to reach our current CRISPR status where we can just edit genetic code like we edit a Word document. You say and uh, and we could talk about that in another episode. <laughs> I don't want to. Now, this concludes the information that I took from sciencemuseum.co.uk. It's important to mention that because the rest of these ideas come from me, this guy. (laughs) All this to say, theoretically, Santa could exist, right? Kids, theoretically is a word that's very annoying when it's applied to something that you want to be real. It means that if every single thing that needed to happen to make something real did happen to take place, like the wormholes and the sonic boom suppression, then it could maybe actually be real. But it's hard to believe that all the stars align like that and make all of these unlikely things possible. But then again, 
If you look up at the stars at Christmas, you might see Santa in them. This time last year, MUFON collected 740 UFO sightings in December. I love MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network, if you are not familiar. They collect a variety of reported sightings. While the number of sightings were discs and triangles, the most reported shape was a sphere, like a basketball. And what would you do if you had a basketball, kids? Throw it in. Right, you would throw it at a hoop. And what is a hoop, kind of? It's kind of like a hole, right? Almost like a wormhole? Oh. (laughs) And let's not forget that we have seen Santas around town. But they're all based on the historical accounts and legends of St. Nicholas. What if we actually don't know what Santa looks like at all? What if Santa's because he's so good. Right? He's so he's good at staying out of sight. What Aliens are also good at staying out of sight, kids. That's right. Marissa already ruined it. Santa oh. is real and he's an alien. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the clearest way if you consider all of the options. Think about it, everybody. He's unseen, he's older than any of us can live, he travels at extreme speeds or in unknown ways, he has millions of micro-robots making toys on site, and he's jolly. Even if you had all those things, you wouldn't be in a good mood on Earth. But if you were an alien, I think you could pull it all off. Or he's a ghost. That's great. Yeah. Santa's a dead ghost, kid. (laughs) That's what Marissa wants you to think. An undead ghost. Santa's a zombie, kids. That's what Marissa wants you to think. Fine. Not only that, but there's something that you may have heard about on the news, maybe from your parents, and if they're responsible adults uh, who talk to you about the scariest part of your future, then you already know about this. It's a thing called climate change, and it has to do with the weather, and we won't get into the parts that you have to worry about, but boy, do you have a lot of worrying to do about your future. You have some years of ignorant bliss to get through first, but boy, is this really going to bite you all in the ass. Part of climate change is melting ice caps and a warming North Pole. The North Pole is where we know, air quote, Santa lives and works. But what if we just call it the North Pole because it's just like the North Pole? It's hard to get to. It's very cold. It's surrounded by snow and ice. Do you know what else is, Marissa? Narnia. According to the University of Warwick's Center for Exoplanets and Habitability, the moons of Saturn, like Enceladus, okay. fit this description. Also, Narnia. Saturn, yes. <laughs> Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun, kids. Earth is the third, in case you were wondering. And it has more than one moon, too. It has 62 moons. So that Whoa. means Santa has a lot of places to hide if you really think about it long enough. Now, you older kids might have some gripes that you're calling out right now. One time I discovered my parents' stash of Christmas presents that were all allegedly from Santa. Or like, mall Santas don't look like aliens, so what are you talking about, you crackhead old man? Or, my parents eat the cookies I leave out for Santa because I can smell the milk on their dirty breath in the morning. That's disgusting. Don't say that. That's disgusting. I feel sick. But to the rest of you, I'll say this. Of course, your parents are buying you presents, Marissa yours too they love you and they're keeping it a secret and like saying that santa's responsible for all of these because they want you to believe in the magic of christmas and santa and rudolph and frosty and all that fun stuff they want you to be young and naive for as long as you can yeah i'll buy that so they go out they buy you presents they say that they're from santa 
But that's not all of the presents are from Santa. You will have at least one present from Santa under your tree. And if your parents don't eat the cookies or carrots that you leave behind for Santa and the reindeers, please know that Santa is actually taking them back to his moon base outside of Saturn because he needs to eat something on that barren tundra of a landscape. They can't grow food there, okay? So a few cookies times two billion kids, I think he's going to be pretty good. He won't mind if your parents do have some of the cookies and drink the milk. What is the age cutoff where Santa gives you presents? He still does, Marissa. You just don't know. But how about if someone lives alone and they buy themselves presents? Poop. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what poop means. I don't know the context. Do you know how it got into your body? (laughs) We're not going to do this. Okay. The next time you're on the playground or wherever you play with apps on your phone because you're a kid who has no creativity because of the world around you, and some jerk of a kid comes up to you and tells you that Santa Claus isn't real, I want you to practice this line, have your parents play this back a few times. Can you prove to me that Santa isn't an extraterrestrial being that utilizes the most recent discoveries in quantum physics, nanotechnology, and maybe even genetic coding? And then you should probably prepare yourself for some trouble because even in adulthood, bullies really don't like it when you make them look stupid in front of other people. And even if you can't run fast enough, you'll at least be getting beaten up with the comfort that you were right and that that kid who's beating you up can't believe in the magical possibilities of this world and beyond like you can. I like that. So Merry Christmas, everybody. I knew you would really like the part about milky breath, too. Oh, it's disgusting. It's going to haunt me. I'm not joking. It's gross. So, Marissa, it seems that at a few points in the uh, program here, you dissented a bit. So would you like to tell us why you believe Santa is real? You like how I switched that question around on you? <laughs> Just remember, kids are listening, that's all. It's actually one of the three kings, before all you non-Hispanics, that don't celebrate three kings day. One of the three kings dresses up like your Caucasian idol. Yes. <laughs> That's a new show. Yeah, that decides to to humor all of you with presents. So that is Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Yep. Any fun traditions you want to share with the audience before we uh, finish up the show? My family's traditions? Yeah, like any like what's a what's a fun tradition that maybe you do or you haven't done in a while and you're like, Oh, I wish you did that again. I wish every year I would make a gingerbread house with my family. Two years ago, we all competed to see whose gingerbread house was the best, and we had people on Facebook vote. I think I won. I don't remember. Or my brother. No, not vote on who was the best. We, we had everyone guess whose was whose. Um, okay. Also, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of Hispanic people don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Christmas Eve, and they wait until it's midnight, so technically Christmas, then open all their presents. Then on Christmas Day, nobody cares. <laughs> I like that tradition. Oh, my favorite Christmas tradition. This is my own tradition, and it's also my plug. Plugs. Every December, I try to read this book. It's a very short book. You could read it in one day, or you could just read little bits and pieces when you're bored. I don't know who the audience is, because it's silly, and it's kid-friendly, but if I recall right, it's like elevated language and absurd. My favorite book for this time of year is called Santa Lives, colon, Five Conclusive Arguments for the Existence of Santa Claus. So it fits right with yours. Um, it is by Ellis Weiner. So uh, I recommend that. 
you could get the tiny hardcover for $15 or get it on your Kindle for $5. This is very silly and very fun. Uh, so that's my favorite Christmas tradition. Do you think um, I was silly today or? No. Okay. Not at all. I don't have necessarily anything to plug, but I would like to plug having a Merry Christmas. I would like to plug, if you don't celebrate Christmas, having like a great few days off, hopefully. Yeah. Um, there's a song that I like by a band called The Diamond Rugs, and it's called, um, I think it's called I Had Chinese Food for Christmas. And I'm kind of jealous of it, and I kind of wish I was having Chinese food on Christmas. Not that my mom's food isn't going to be very good as well, but... Honestly, I wish I could, too. Now, that the food I eat is not good, but... <clears throat> so, Merry Christmas, everybody! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Bye! Bye! <laughs> yeah, hi! Hi!